You're tuning in with your girl K. Hey, yeah, yeah, give it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's my name? What's my name? Your mother know what you out here doing? Sounds like the answer for you is doing it doggy style. Girl, you can't get no infection in your booty hole. His girlfriend loves anal sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that furry temptress seems like she's calling your name. Straight up, you gonna get at least two dicks inside you. Put your hand on. Look at it. You want, you want some more? Rub it on in there. Boner is good. I want to talk about masturbation. You're tuning in with your girl Kay on Masturbating. I whips pussy. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you will get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Go to adamandeve.com and use code BAITEN at checkout. That's BAITEN, B-A-I-T-N, at adamandeve.com. Use code BAITEN at adamandeve.com. So today I'll be joined by Marla Renee Stewart, MA, who's a lecturer at Clayton State University, co-founder of Sex Down South Conference, the Sexual Liberation Collective. She is a sexologist, a professional sex intimacy and relationship coach, sexuality educator. Gaining her reputation for being the sex architect, she created Velvet Lips a sexuality education company to empower people of all ages to embrace, educate, and enjoy their sexuality and their sexual lives. She has studied human sexuality for more than 16 years at San Francisco State University and Georgia State University, respectively, and has expert knowledge in a wide variety of subjects. She has published academic articles and continues to do sexuality research. She has conducted workshops at conferences, non-for-profit, and private organizations, featured on many radio stations, documentaries, books, magazines, and has been invited to speak at universities around the world. She also sits on the board of Spark Reproductive Justice Now, the Atlanta Harm Reduction Coalition. For more information, you can check her out at MarlaReneeStewart.com or at one Marla Stewart or at Marla at VelvetLipsLLC.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Marla. No problem. I had some questions for you. Should we just dive right in? Sure. Okay. What kind of sexuality education does your company, Velvet Lips, provides for individuals? So we provide a wide range of different sex education avenues, right? So we do adult sex ed, which is probably the most popular, which I'm known for the most. Mm. And then I also do age-based sexual education to teaching about sexuality from early age. So, you know, as young as 9 to 25 is oh, what wow. the, the, the range is when I'm usually working with youth groups and things like that. So I do sort of age-appropriate sex education as well. But for the most part, it is for, you know, I, I do adult sex ed. And it's more so about, I specialize particularly around seduction, communication, and sex skills and with that, you know, I also teach about like touching techniques, you know, various communication tactics, just all sorts of things that really think about the science of sex. That's amazing. What do your company have for couples? All of my workshops can definitely, couples can take. But for couples, I do lots of touching workshops. A really popular class of mine is the erotic massage class. 
with the yoni and lingam work. So practicing with that is a really popular as well. The most popular thing that I have for my couples is around communication. How to get on the same page as far as communication wise, what people are really saying. That is the bulk of when I'm talking to couples. Communication is the key <laughs> in everything it, it seems is. like. So. so when we communicate in different ways, yeah. you know, there's sometimes, you know, I have a couple right now that's 10 years in their marriage and there's still a disconnect, right? Oh, wow. Like there's still a, discon- a disconnect on communication. So it doesn't even matter how long you've been together or, you know, thinking you know a person, it still can be a barrier if you don't know exactly what this person means right and i think my job is to come in and sort of as a mediator see who is communicating by how that's going to be the most important amazing what are the most common problems that you see with the couples that you've helped besides the communication couples like wanting to better their sex life but not really knowing how to do that oh that's a good one i might have to to like talk about certain fantasies or incorporate certain fantasies or what that even looks like. So I really have my couples try to look at my erotic activities list and see like, hey, this is something I'd be into, you know, would you be willing to be into that? Or, you know, let's experiment with that and really take their time so they can explore, you know, different and new avenues of, you know, exploration because there are ways of exploring their bodies. Just because, you know, as we age, as we grow, Mm -hmm. our bodies, are different, they change. They do. So with that, our taste also changes. So we need to be able to recognize that and be open to the possibilities of new ways of embracing our new sexualities over time. What is the best advice that you would give to someone who is single and also for the people that are in relationships? <laughs> Sorry, the first thing that came to my mind was like, single, hoe around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like really? For single people, I really want single people to get out and to explore and to see what different people do, right? And to Mm -hmm. get sort of more sexual experience. What I realize, or when I have different clients, I realize that people really value folks who have experience versus those who don't. With my single people, for instance, I have a client right now, he's single and he just hasn't had a lot of sexual practice. He's an introvert, so he needs to figure out ways to sort of connect with people that's not online that's in person you know somebody who he can actually connect with where he can actually practice you know having sex because it is a learned skill you know it is not automatic people think like oh you're just naturally gifted yeah (laughs) but it is a learned behavior you know we're all awkward at some point or another then that's perfectly okay. It's just a matter of practice, 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 and, you know, learning new techniques, new moves, learning how to read, you know, your your lover's body. And the more practice partners you have, the better you become at reading cues, at reading body language, and really being invested in that person's pleasure. Now, for couples, my best advice would probably be to... Be open. Mm. A lot of times my couples, they get into the, you know, those sex routines mm-hmm. and, you know, like, oh, okay, you do this first and I do this first and then we do this and then we finish out with this and then we go to sleep. <laughs> you know, it's like, it gets, you know, boring and redundant does, after yeah. a while. So just being open to like new possibilities, not being judgmental mm-hmm. of your partner. If your partner wants to explore something new or different, just being like, 
okay, like, okay, I, you know, I never thought of that, and maybe it's really different, but, you know, maybe it's something you could try, and, and, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm a fan of the three strikes rule, like, try it at least three times, and then <laughs> the third time, you're still like, no, no, forget it, like, then I'm saying, like, okay, then, then cross it off your list. But, you know, try it at least a few times. See if you like it. See if you don't like it. And just be open to exploring because what really happens is within couples, people start like, I want to explore something new. And their partner is like, well, I don't want to do that. Well, then they start, well, what if I want to do this? You know, their minds start to wandering, mm-hmm. you know, if they're not getting their needs met. And that can be pretty hard when you're in a relationship, if you're in a monogamous relationship. Now, if you're in an open relationship, you can probably go find anybody you want. <laughs> yeah. But in a monogamous relationship, it's going to be pretty difficult to navigate your sexual landscape if your partner isn't open to embracing new ideas around sexuality. That was great advice. <laughs> what advice do you have for individuals who are either previously voluntarily sexually inactive or recovering from a sexual-related trauma but are ready to venture back into playland? Well, those are two different things. So, what was the first one again? What advice do you have? for individuals who are either previously voluntarily sexually inactive oh okay (laughs) celibate and then folks who are recovering from trauma right correct okay so for folks you know who have been you know actively celibate and they want to get back into get back into business (laughs) i would say start with knowing what you like first Right. So if you're celibate, I'm not sure if they're celibate, you know, if they, you know, were masturbating or not. And if they weren't masturbating, I definitely suggest masturbating first, seeing how their body is behaving, what their body is doing and exploring your own body first. I think, you know, having self-pleasure is first and foremost, just because if you know your body, you can point someone in the direction of like, hey, no, I like this. Try this. So I would say if you haven't been masturbating, go ahead and start with that first. And then after that, really take your time, right? Like you don't have to jump into the next pants that are available to you. Just really take your time because a lot of times when we come from celibacy, we have a tendency to want to attach ourselves to someone. And so really taking the time to get to know people, get to know, you know, what you want, who you want to be with and who you want to be sexual with coming out of celibacy. I always just say, just make sure you have a reason why you're being sexual with that person as long as you have a reason why like hey i think they'd be a great sexual partner then go for it you know just make sure that you also get your needs met and you know i would say be sexually selfish mm-hmm. <laughs> you know get what you want know what you want and get what you want now for someone who is coming who's a survivor who's coming out of trauma and is now wanting to get back into pleasure it's really about gosh, like figure out what your triggers are. So making sure you're in a place of where you think maybe the triggers will be limited, but really being able to take baby steps into being with people. And that means, you know, knowing what your triggers are, knowing, you know, not to put yourself in situations where triggers can confront you, or if you're going to be in a situation where triggers can confront you, be with a person that you're comfortable with and somebody that you can rely on to, to be a great support system for you. And then also just be aware that like you can say no like Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times we get into sexual situations where we're like you know what i think i'm good and then all of a sudden we're like oh no i am so not good i think that is a great 
a, a great way just to realize to say, hey, just to have that agency to say, you know what? I'm in the middle of this and I'm not, this doesn't feel right. And so I'm going to have to leave the situation. And so just really empowering yourself and to say no when even if you're in the midst of something and, and to not feel guilty about it, you know, just kind of move on and say, hey, this is me and this is how I need to take care of myself. That's so that's what I feel like people really need to do, just take care of themselves at an individual level when they are starting to to be in new sexual relationships. So something I'm looking forward to <laughs> is next month is your Sex Down South Conference. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't wait because it's be my first time and I've seen so much so many videos and just so you know stuff online. I'm like oh yes I can't wait. So what areas will be covered in your Sex Down South Conference? Oh gosh we have everything. <laughs> Can we, uh, gosh I'd have to look at the website. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Even though I've seen there probably a bajillion times. We have everything like around like alternative sexual communities. So folks who are poly, folks who are kinky, folks who are swingers, we got something for you. We have stuff around relationships. We have stuff around desire. We have stuff around sex skills. Right. Mm. So how to piss well and how to give a blowjob and how to eat pussy. Like, you know, all of these things. You know, so we have lots of stuff on sex skills. We have lots of lectures. We have lots of, uh, we have a few panels, roundtable discussions. Sex and disability comes up. Youth, you know, queer sexualities, trans folks. We have contrast stuff, stuff around religion, stuff around like geographical implications of being in the South. Oh, wow. sexuality we have gosh i mean it's like pretty much like almost everything yeah it sounds like it. <laughs> how do you come about deciding it gets better and better each year what did you say how do you come about deciding for those topics so we actually we do a blind vote so we have you know everybody submits so we do a call for proposals from january to april and then do a blind vote so we see what the person's title is what their blurb is and what their learning objectives are and we our team vote for for the best ones and those mm. are the ones that get picked that's awesome that's very creative yeah. also <laughs> yeah well we want to be we want to be fair yeah. you know we don't want to be like oh this person has a bajillion followers so uh-huh. we definitely need this person or this person you know you need to have really clear good learning objectives and you need to be clear on what you want to do and we will help you like if you need help like writing something I am always available to help people you know with blurbs and and learning objectives and things like that Amazing. but uh, we, that's what we look for when we're looking for good quality workshops all right well what do you think the largest obstacle is regarding sexual health identity and liberation religious trauma Mm. the biggest barrier I would mm. say religious trauma has really you know being in the south being in the bible belt it, it's funny because I tell people like I can tell a Jehovah's Witness from a mile away just from the way that they approach sexuality very interesting and unique or seven day Adventists like those mm-hmm. religions mm-hmm. Um, are very particular in the way they imagine sexuality to be and so 
it, or what it should be, right? And so there's a lot of religious trauma, a lot of folks who are scarred because of families who have cast them out because of who they are. And, and one of the great things about Sex Down South is like, it's like family, you know? It's not that like all of us are, you know, complete outcasts yeah. or anything like that, but you know, a lot of us are. You know, we look to various communities for camaraderie, for help with you know, what we've experienced or faced in our past. So I I believe that, you know, religious trauma can really, is a, is a huge factor just thinking about the South in particular. Um, what do you hope the individuals who partake in your workshops through either Velvet Lips or the Sex Down South take away from their res- respective experiences? Oh my gosh, that's so great. Great question. So with me personally, with Velvet Lips, I hope that they take away, of course, knowledge. I really want them to get the sex around science. I'm really adamant about like, yo, these are these are biological factors, right? Mm-hmm. But as a sociologist too, <laughs> Right. I'm also you also have to think about their sociological experiences, right? And psychological experiences that people have. I'm really keen on knowing not only our biological factors, but our socialized factors that help influence influence us to help us become better sexual beings. So using these to our advantage. So I hope people get that from my workshops. And just learn something new, you know, learn new skills, of course, and gain sexual confidence, mm. you know, that they know something that probably maybe somebody else doesn't. And that's always helpful. And then what else? For Sex Down South, I really want people to gain a sense of community, to really see like, hey, there are other people like me here who are enthusiasts. <laughs> when it comes to sexuality, right? Who mm-hmm. who want to learn more, who want to do more, who want to network with people who are like them, who want a different kind of chosen family, who want to experience a loving environment or a non-judgmental environment where people are are open to what you have to say and how they can learn from you. So really, that's that's what I want out of Sex Down South is really for a bunch of different kinds of people and a bunch of different kinds of communities to come together and just like embrace one another and embrace each other's perfections and flaws. Yes. And <laughs> still love each other tight, you yes, know? Yes, yes, yes. I, wanna, I want there to be lots of teachable moments. And that's what I look forward to is all the teachable moments. <laughs> all of Yay. them. So. Yay. So where do you draw your inspirations from? Everything that you do, um, what how, where do you get your inspirations from? Oh, that's another good question. So for me, my inspiration is drawn from a variety of things. One is my mother has always, you know, she socialized me to be very a go-getter. Right. And she's always educated me around sexuality. So those things are just that is my personality sort of to a T. And I think also what inspires me are like other people who are doing really great work. Right. Yeah. Like Dr. Jess O'Reilly or, you know, and Jasmine, Jessica and Jasmine and King Noir, like people who are really doing just amazing stuff and they're fun and they just have really good, great things to say. And like a lot of sexuality educators really inspire me. Just, I'm all, I know so many, it's just like a sweet Tristan Caramino, you know, one as well. 
Dr. Lex, great. Just, yeah, like other sex educators are inspiring. And I read a lot of books too. You know, I have a lot of motivational self-help books that I read or uh, listen to as far as audio books. Like, you know, I read Shonda Rhimes' A Year of Yes or just other sort of inspirational books that help me to like remember like the path that I'm going on is the correct path and and that I'm doing the right thing and that like everything that I do is you know going to be great so I pride myself on not doing things in a mediocre fashion right Mm -hmm. so I think that's why like you know TNI's baby you know the sex down south conference is just we we really want it to be the best thing that anyone has ever been to ever, you know, like, and if it's not, like, how do we get it there, you know, so, um, I think that is our, our, our primary concern, but, um, she motivates me as well, she's an amazing, just phenomenal business partner, and I couldn't ask for anybody else, really, (laughs) yeah. Well, in your professional opinion, um, why do you think sex-related discussions, particularly here in the South, are still deemed as taboo, despite all the progress um, made across numerous movements and subcultures in the recent years? Yeah. Um, Like, why has it remained taboo? Yeah. Like, in your professional opinion, why do you think it's still a taboo only in the South? Because I know I've been to Chicago, and it's completely mm-hmm. different there. <laughs> when they have their pride parades, it's completely different than here, like in Texas. For And then considering that I'm from Louisiana, I see so much difference in the South compared to being in when I went to Chicago. Okay. So can you describe to me like what the differences were between when you were in, in Texas versus here or yeah, in yeah. Chicago? So when I went to Chicago, it was so much love and it was open. They were welcoming. And I was just there to support friends and just get to experience the lifestyle for my podcast, you know. And my, I have friends and so I wanted to get to experience it. And then I also came to the one here in Texas and it was barely anyone there. <laughs> so it was just like, well, when I asked my friends here that are, you know, gay um, or lesbian, I was like, well, why wasn't that many people here at the parade? And I explained what I saw in Chicago. And they were like, well, it's because, of, you know, how people treat when they see us walking down the streets. It's very, you know, more harmful. You have to be, you know, you risk a lot. And I was just like, wow, that's just so crazy because we're moving forward in sexuality and people push, you know, being free. And it's still people that are, you know, treated like it's Satan, you know? I don't know. Here's the thing. I think people put more on it than it is. So I think, as a, as a queer person myself, right, like, I can only think of one time where someone actively, oh, my gosh, this older guy called me a bull dagger. It was the most hilarious thing oh I'd God. ever heard in my life. And I was just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that's ever happened to me ever. And I'm very, I'm a PDA person, so I'm very affectionate with my lovers. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I'm from California. Okay, right? okay. <laughs> Yeah. So I didn't grow up with the with the gay cloud yeah. hovering over yeah. me. You yeah. know, like what is that where the the rain follows the, that 
cartoon character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I feel some people feel like in the South. Yep. They, they have this cloud over them or they think there's a cloud over them when it's actually like really sunshine and bright. So they feel, so there could be a couple things. Like I don't know about Texas and in Atlanta's huge queer population. Yeah. Like, the LGBTQ yeah. community is ginormous. So like even when people feel like they shouldn't be out because there's a lot of bisexual people in Atlanta, but they, a lot of times they pose as straight or they, you know, they, because it, it's easier to hide or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, that's the sad part, but the imaginary cloud. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that if people were to be people and just do be comfortable in their skin and be authentic in who they are, my guess is that they probably would not get fucked with so much, hmm. right? Like, if you think about that's it, good. we can, we can take Prince, for example. Yeah, yeah. Prince is not, you know, he's not, he wasn't the most manliest of men, right? Mm-hmm. People love he him. Did, <laughs> people loved him, right? But why did people love him? Because he was different. He, and he was, <laughs> he didn't care what nobody thought. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He didn't care what anybody else thought. Yeah. Right? He was just being himself. He was being authentic. And I think that's why I haven't received discrimination because I have been authentic in every single moment that I live my life. That's right? awesome. And people, so people don't fuck with me. Yeah. So I think if you just aren't being authentic in who you are and you think that there's this cloud over you, then yeah, you might not go out and you might not celebrate Mm -hmm. or you just won't do the things that you could be doing, you know, with not caring. You know, it is what it is. But I think that it is, that's the way it is in the South. And I even, and and I, I see it all over the South and it's just bizarre to me. But I think it will always be bizarre just because, I'm from California. <laughs> I'm from Northern California. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to ask because I was like, well, I noticed the difference. And it took me to, you know, the region and see the love and the support they received. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. I've never seen this before. <laughs> you know, kids and stuff yeah, is even, everywhere. Even like straight folks who yeah. are like swingers or poly or, you know, kinky, like even those groups sometimes can be repressed or suppressed because because of their job they're mm-hmm. you know they're afraid to face you know repercussions which is so crazy because like here in the south there are so many like kinky groups swinging mm-hmm. groups poly groups there's way more of those here than there are like on the west coast or up north hmm. right and i thought that's fascinating because like you don't find as many groups, but here there's so many different groups and so many, you know, different communities that you're like, wow, if you all, if y'all just rally together, y'all will be a force. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and like we can, we can put like this sexual shame, you know, put it in the past. Yeah. So you don't have to deal with all the repercussions, but you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, the sexual freedom and all that stuff. There are lots of organizations who are doing the work to get us there and, you know, provide advocacy for us. So, you know, we'll get there soon. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to educate us today so that way we can <laughs> all become masters of baiting our sex partners. How can people reach you on social media? 
So you can, on social media, it is at one, the number one, Marla Stewart, M-A-R-L-A-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. That's my personal pages and stuff. And then I have at Velvet Lips ATL on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then Sex Down South ATL, Facebook, Twitter, and then on Instagram, we are SDS Con. If you just have an email, like you just want to email me a question, you just Marla at VelvetLipsLLC.com, or you can go to my website, sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, either way, sexdownsouth.com or velvetlipsllc.com. You can get in touch with me that way. Awesome. Or you can come see me at Sex Down South and yes. give me a kiss and a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to definitely try to see you. So if they could try to see you, I know I'm going to be there. So I plan on running into you and be like, hey, that's gay. <laughs> I will be wearing my masturbating podcast shirt. So, um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a really great conversation, and I really enjoyed the question. Oh, thank thank you. you. It was my pleasure. Well, there you have it. Remember, if you're not masturbating, then you're masturbating. Until next time, I'm out. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you will get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Go to adamandeve.com and use code BAITEN at checkout. That's BAITEN, B-A-I-T-N at adamandeve.com. Use code BAITEN at adamandeve.com. Like what you hear? Subscribe to my podcast. Have any suggested topics? Email your girl at masterb6 at gmail.com.